When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Backpacking Podcast. As always, John Kelly here with my good friend, Jeremiah Stringer, the real celebrity of this duo. So good to have you on the show tonight, Jeremiah. How are you, my friend? I'm doing fantastic, and I am the farthest thing from a celebrity as uh, you could possibly find. All I know is our, our little... uh What's going on? Hikers intro is getting some some comments here. The dance mix of the intro music. People are liking that. The uh, sounds like Snoop Dogg in the. I don't know. I don't know what Snoop Dogg song you're listening to. Mister Backpacking like with Jason. What's that? Mister Backpacking with Jason, sir. Snoop Dogg. Remember? That's right. That's right. I forgot about that. Hey, Jeremiah recently posted a trip about Mount Marcy. Thanks for wishing me a great time. See, you get yeah. these comments because you know you are. A celebrity and people get excited <laughs> when you comment on their channel. <laughs> nah, I just like to have a good time, man. <laughs> Looks like we got Devin in here. Devin Ashby's in here right now. We got a lot of people in tonight. We have a great guest. Uh, it is going to be all, oh, dude. Doc Watson's giving you garbage already. I know, bro. He says one beard short, dude. You you dump the beard, man. <laughs> dump the beard I, again. I know this is <laughs> this is the second time it grows so fast, man. What do you want me to do? Leave it. It's pretty I, easy, man. You just don't shave the beard. It's pretty easy. <laughs> I'll pretty bring easy. it back. I don't want to focus on me though. Uh, let's let's talk about today's um, sponsor and talk to our guest. Yeah, we got a great sponsor tonight. We got Warbonnet, sewn with pride in Colorado, USA. They make fantastic hammocks, tarps, quilts, underquilts. Uh, one of the the big quilts that, uh, or one of the big hammocks that a lot of my friends use, like Midwest Backpacker, Rob Pelton, and this this guy that probably none of you have heard of, Sean Shug Emery. Uh, they're all big <laughs> fans of the Ridge Runner hammock, which is a bridge hammock that Jeremiah, you've actually gotten the opportunity to use several times. Yes, I've I've taken it out, and I've, as I've said in the past, um, I actually took it out and let a complete fresh beginner use it on the most recent trip that I took him on, and it is uh, it's a different lay than the the stereotypical. If you were to just imagine a hammock, this one is a bridge style, so flat lay. It's kind of like a cot suspended in air, and if you're somebody that already tents you probably already have the insulation layer that you would need for this because it has a little sleeve. You can stick your insulated pad in, or if you want to do an underquilt, you can do that. And it pairs perfectly with uh, the Thunderfly. And you can get that in different sizes. I've been using the 13-foot, but um, we have a smaller one too. And uh, if you want something to cover up with, check out their top quilts. The, the High-quality gear, quilts. man. Yeah, High-quality gear. So a uh, big thank you to our good friends at Warbonnet for hooking us up and, and sponsoring the episode. Jeremiah, we have a fantastic episode coming up. This oh, is going to be good. Yes, I've been looking so forward to talking to Julia, and I have been binge-watching in anticipation for today's episode. I've been binge-watching her AZT journey. Yeah, she is is an AT through hiker and now an AZT through hiker, and I'm sure there's more coming, and we'll get to hear about that tonight. She was also she's also written several articles for the Trek, 
Uh, she's got a very popular Instagram channel as well. Uh, so let's welcome to. Oh, but before we do that, there's one thing we got to do. <laughs> What's that? It's time for the fake news ticker. So let's get that up for tonight. <laughs> okay. So that's going before we bring Julia on. And now that we've got the fake news ticker up and running, let's bring on our guest for tonight. Uh, everybody, welcome Julia Sheehan, also known okay. as Rocket. How hello, are you? Hello. Good. How are you guys? Doing good. Doing good. Now, whenever you're on the trail, do people call you Rocket or do they call you Julia or some combination? It's usually Rocket. Um, depending on like the size of the group I'm with, it's usually Rocket. But then like when you get really close, people eventually start using your uh, government name is what we call it. I like it. <laughs> so you're already uh, getting some comments. Darn, she's beautiful. Uh, go for the crown, Julia. Hi, Rocket. Everybody's Hello. everybody's saying hi already. So now, now Julia, a few years back, 2019, you got to hike the AT. Yep. What led you to the decision to hike that trail? Well, real life sucks, honestly, at times. So just wanting to <laughs> get out of town and like just do something a little different. And I was planning on doing van life, but that looked like a little bit more work. So I was like, what can I do like right now? And the Appalachian Trail literally just started flooding my Insta feed. Like, you know, like Facebook and you get ads for things when you start talking about it. What was happening? It just started like accumulating. And next thing you know, I was researching the Appalachian Trail, quitting my job, selling my house and on trail. Six months later. Wow. Yeah. That's where awesome. was home base? What's that? Where was home base at before the AT? Um, I lived in Pittsburgh before. Okay, so the AT, at least it was semi-geographically located to where you could have easier access. Yeah, the closest yeah. part of, pretty much Harper's Ferry is the closest uh, part of the AT to my family. It's about an hour and a half away, so it's actually really close from where my family lives, which is an hour east of Pittsburgh. Got That's you. awesome. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. So it's already been asked on here, like, how did you get the name Rocket? Oh, man, it's because I hike really fast. I wish, but it's actually because <laughs> I have a very runny nose, summer, winter, fall, spring, you name it, but I'm constantly shooting snot rocket. So my <laughs> technical trail name is snot rocket, but to make it more easy to digest, it's just rocket. That's awesome. That is absolutely you if you want. <laughs> That's great. So, so it's just rocket is actually short for your actual trail name. Not your government think, name. Yeah, I think my real trail name is Rocket, but it's derived from Snot Rocket. So if you're going to call me Snot or Snot Rocket, there's absolutely nothing but love for that. So whatever you want to call me. That's, that's great. Speaking yeah. of, of hiking and, and the trail, I want to do a real quick segment here we call Rapid Fire. And the way okay. it's going to work is I'm tonight we're going to talk trail food, okay? And we're going to ask a question. I'm going to name some different trail foods, and you are going to tell us which one you choose. Now, Jeremiah okay. can't listen to you while you're doing this. He has to take his headphones off. He can't listen, and then he has to come in, and then we're going to figure out between the answers that you guys give, who is more hiker trash, you or Jeremiah? All so right. are you down for this? I'm down. Right, here we go. <laughs> All right, Jeremiah is taking off his headphones right now. And so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna name two foods and you got about two seconds to give me an answer. It's gotta be real quick and we'll okay. see what you come up with. Okay. So the very All first right. food we have mountain house versus north side with tuna or chicken. North side. 
Ah, I figured so much. Okay, check mix, checks mix versus generic trail mix. Oh, I'm a text mix girl. Text mix? Okay. Mm-hmm. This one will be hard for some people. Nutella or peanut butter? <laughs> Both have peanut butter. Peanut butter? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, this one's breakfast related. Okay. Honey buns or oatmeal? Honey buns, absolutely. Honey buns. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Next one is Welch's fruit snacks versus M&M's. Oh, I love the fruit snacks. I'm a fruit snack woman myself. You're a smart lady. That's my favorite too. Okay. <laughs> so good. That's, that's very good. Okay. And then the last one is uh, Slim Jims versus actual beef jerky. Well, I'm a vegetarian, but if I did eat meat, it would be Slim Jim. 100%. I love that disgusting meat thing. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. All right. I'm going to give Jeremiah the uh, signal that he can put his headphones back on, and we're going to see what he comes up with here. All right, Jeremiah, she gave some very educated answers. And uh, so now you've got to come up with answers. And basically, I don't want Jeremiah to hear your answers and then copy them so he sounds smarter. So okay. I have well, he's got to come up with his own answers for this. So, Jeremiah, the very first one. Now, you got to answer quick. We're not talking Kentucky quick tonight. Okay? <laughs> it's two-second answers, not 30 seconds, not two minutes, two seconds. Okay? I'll, I'll do my best. Okay, you got to do what you got to do here, man. Okay, so we got Mountain House versus a North Side with either tuna or chicken. North Side. Okay, we've got Chex Mix versus generic trail mix. Chex Mix versus trail mix? It's been more than two seconds. Does it matter what kind of trail mix? Pick one, Jeremiah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with trail mix. Trail mix. Okay. Um, okay, Jeremiah, this one might be really hard for you, but I want you to like not think hard about it. Um, Nutella versus peanut butter. Oh, Mixed. That doesn't work. You got to pick one or the other. Oh. I'm going to say Nutella for the win. Okay. Okay. Honey buns versus oatmeal. Oh, honey buns in the microwave. Okay. And on the trail? You got a microwave on the trail? I'm going to be honest, bro. Whenever uh, I was going on this trip to Land Between the Lakes, I was stopping to get Taco Bell on the way, and I knew that it wouldn't be. I researched this ahead of time. I knew that it would be getting cold by the time I made it to the trail because it was like a four-hour drive. The nearest Taco Bell was like 45 minutes away. So I was like, man, we're going to be camping at a campsite. I could just bring a microwave and just heat up my Taco Bell when we get there because it was base camp, bro. Okay, next question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Welch's fruit snack or M&M? M&M's all the way, bro. Okay. Get that trash out of here. Oh, get that trash oh, out of here. I know that wow. you like the Welch. I'm offended. <laughs> trash talk, Jeremiah. All right. I so stand behind it. Last one. We got Slim Jims versus actual beef jerky. Oh, beef jerky for sure, man. All right. Are you ready for the answers? I thought I had the right answers. Well, I you're going to find out right. how wrong. You're going to find out how wrong. Here's the thing, Jeremiah. You did the long trail, right? I did the long trail. It's shorter than both of the trails that... that rocket's done so you have to your answers have to match hers to be right oh well, okay that that's how it works tonight see she's she understands so here's not allowed to have personal preference it's all right. it's only me it's My only what julia says <laughs> this is how it works tonight so mountain house versus north sides you both went with the north sides so that was that was good uh it all started to fall apart for you jeremiah right here so uh <laughs> checks mix versus generic trail mix Julia is a Chex Mix person, so therefore, Chex Mix is the correct answer. Jeremiah, you were wrong. 
Um, the, I like the next game. one, I, I figured you would enjoy this, right? I figured you'd enjoy it. Can't this. lose. So, exactly. So Jeremiah, number three was Nutella versus peanut butter. You both were kind of like torn, but unfortunately, Jeremiah, you should have answered Nutella yeah. because that was Julia's answer. So you got I that one wrong Nutella. as well. I answered what? peanut butter. Oh, I'm sorry. She answered uh, peanut butter. You answered Nutella. So yeah. she's right. You're wrong. So next one, <laughs> honey buns versus oatmeal. Jeremiah, you got this one right. It is oh, honey okay, buns good. all day long. I kind of gave you a free one on that because I don't know anybody who would pick oatmeal over honey buns. And if they do, they got some issues. Something they wrong. Got issues. Yeah, they need help. Exactly. Therapy. Exactly. <laughs> and number five, this is one that that cemented it to me that Julia is wise beyond her years. And that was the Welch's fruit snack versus M&M's. She picked fruit snacks. And Jeremiah, you know me. What goes with me on every single one of my trips? Yeah, you have like four pockets full of those things. <laughs> well, just fruit snacks. That's right. So, oh, Jeremiah, good. you're wrong again. And the last one, Slim Jims versus actual beef jerky. I'll give you a little bit of leeway on this because technically Julia doesn't eat meat. So, um, so she doesn't do beef jerky or Slim Jims, but she said if she was picking between the two, she would definitely pick Slim Jims. So you're partially wrong, Jeremiah. Well, what about the norpasta sides with the chicken or tuna? So I, I do eat fish on trail. So I'm a pescatarian on trail, but I don't eat like cow, pig, turkey, or chicken. You know what's a great substitute for the lack of protein that might be not in your diet? What's that? Peanut peanut M&Ms instead of Welch's fruit snacks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Fine. You got me. You had a whole jar of peanut butter. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna get like two whole grams of protein out of those, like two. Yeah. So <laughs> wow, dude. <laughs> on my Change first life. backpacking trip, I I was complete rookie, like never been backpacking, never even heard of it before. I got the gear and stuff and researched. Brought two full jars of peanut butter. How long was your trip? <laughs> Four days. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's a half a jar of peanut butter a day. What are you gonna do with that? <laughs> Well, at the time, in my defense, at the time, I was researching it, and I was like, you're going to burn how many calories a day? And it was like, you know, you're backpacking through the Smokies with 50 pounds on your back. You could burn like 10,000 calories a day or something crazy. Yeah. And I was like, I can't do that. I was like, I need more food because I was making gains. I was weightlifting like five days, six days a week, and well, I was like, I'm problem. not going to come back. You're working out. You're not supposed to do that. <laughs> Don't you understand what Julie's been saying this whole time? Do less. Do less. less. I can do, do that. less. Hike exactly. more. Was, do everything else less. Now, I was there any? I do have to tell you something, Julie. When we go out for like a weekend trip, there's one thing. Somebody made a comment about this. Jeremiah brings steaks. We do bring steaks <laughs> for the first night. That is true. As we, you we, should. We, yeah. Yeah, we bring steaks for the first night, but everything after that is way lighter than that. Um, yeah. Although we have been known to bring some eggs too for the next morning. Eggs, yeah. And we need to save some steak to go with the eggs. When I went backpacking well, with Miyagi on the trail, I brought, I think he brought eggs and I brought bacon or maybe it was sausage, mm. one of the two. And we had eggs and sausage for breakfast <laughs> that morning. So God, I, you couldn't get me off the trail if I had like real meals. Like for me, breakfast is usually a half broken granola bar or whatever's like on the top of my food bag. Sometimes it's a bag of M&Ms. Sometimes it's, Sometimes I have mashed potatoes for breakfast because it's just easier and I'm just so hungry. <laughs> What's you're the deal just... with the I see you're <laughs> eating out of the bags. Do you pour what? the water in the mashed potatoes like Idahoan bag or whatever? 
So I, it's a 50-50 because if I have extra Ziplocs, then I get real classy and put the potatoes in the Ziploc. But generally, it just goes it goes right into the Idahoan bag. And then by the bottom, you're eating flakes of potato. You're just like, I don't care. I'm, I'm not really feeling it. So you're, at this point, you're just inhaling calories of just potato flake. Is it because you don't want to clean the cook pot? I am, I'm like an anti, I do everything in the bag. My nor rice side is in the bag, potatoes in the bag. The only thing I cook Same in the way. pot is ramen. Um, and even, I just started eating ramen for like the first time since I was a teenager this year. So I do the same thing. Oh, yeah. I, it's, it's mostly just to boil water and then yeah. pour it into something else. I'm the same Who wants way. To scrape and clean that out and like do all that. I don't want to do that. No, I'm right do, there with you, you. Less work. Do you, the Ziplocs, do you get freezer bags and put it in or is it just regular Ziploc? I have never tried to put boiling water in a non-freezer bag. I imagine you're going to end up it. covered in potato and boiling water because I, I do think they'll melt, but <laughs> <laughs> that would be the worst part ever. Do you pour it in there and then pour the water in and then put that in your cook pot? Yeah. So if I'm like boiling, so for my nor rice sides, that's like the, one of the things that takes the longest to cook in the bag. So I boil the water, I put it in the bag. And then I put that in my cook pot and then I put the lid of my cook pot on it. And it's like a little incubator. That's perfect. That's perfect. I still eat crunchy rice like 70% of the time, but it's better than nothing. (laughs) Yes. Now, do you mind, you mind uh, sharing with us? It's okay if you don't want to share with us. Before we do that though, Jeremiah, somebody's calling you out and I've got to put this on here before we get into something important. (laughs) But uh, I don't know what Jeremiah teaches, but I do know it isn't mad. Funny story. <laughs> Jeremiah teaches math. I just want to point that out right now. <laughs> Are you a I legitimate do. math teacher? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I taught Pythagorean <laughs> theorem last week. Yeah. I know. You don't have to feel sorry for me. I chose this path. It's okay. <laughs> so I want to know about the food. Um, I'm curious about the meat. If you've always been pescatarian or semi pescatarian or vegetarian. So it all started right after I got off the Appalachian Trail. My whole life I've been like, I only eat meat because you're supposed to and didn't really have like, I didn't really know about alternatives to eating meat. So after I got off the Appalachian Trail, I just felt like this like newfound, like ethical, like connection with animals because, you know, I pretty much was one for six months living in the forest. So just like not wanting to make that decision to eat meat. And I haven't, I did, I had a steak the other day. I'm coming clean. I don't want to be struck down by lightning. I got back in the ADC and a friend invited me to this black horse meal. And I did eat steak for the first time in like three years. So I've been a, a, a pescatarian for about three years. Um, but I did have a steak last week. What if it's ethically There's no judgment meat. on this end. Like, Is it okay if it's not like factory farmed and that kind of thing? If it's like... Uh... Like ethically sourced, or do you just say, no, nah, blanket statement, I don't have to worry about it if I don't eat it? Yeah, I personally don't want to be the reason why anything is dead or is going to be killed. But I always said that I would, <laughs> I could start this company where like animals die from old age and then I eat them because they're going to die anyway. But I don't know if that's good. I don't know if it would taste good, but I would eat that if it like died of natural causes and then I happened upon body. Yeah, of course I'll have some bacon. There you go. There you go. Stumbled okay. upon a pig body. We've got some beef starting in the uh, in the comments right now, and it's over M and M's. Believe it or not. Oh, so oh, Devin Ashby is saying crispy M and M's. Justin Outdoors says caramel M and M's. Hell yeah, and, caramel all the and, way. 
And, and then, <laughs> then get ready for this because Devin says, Carmel Justin, really? With exclamation <laughs> points. Oh, there's heat. There's a fight <laughs> brewing in here, folks. There's a fight brewing in here between two YouTubers. Dude, I don't even know what to think about had, this. Have you ever had the caramel M&Ms? They are, they're delectable. They're so good. Yeah. Devin, you're going to have to get over that, man. I don't know. You Utah people got to get over that kind of stuff. You got to start Just liking try, some try them. Yeah, give it a go. Yeah, bro. Come on, man. <laughs> But crispy have, ones are pretty delicious tried? too. I mean, all M and M's. I've never had an M and M that I didn't enjoy. You know, you're right what, about that. What about the brownie ones? The fudge brownie. I, I have not those tried yet. those, but I've seen them in the store. So I have you. Are they good? They're expensive. Well, they're overpriced. You know, all the money that delicious. I'm that I'm currently not making by being a jobless <laughs> bum, as uh, the haters say. Uh, maybe I'll go and I maybe I can afford them. <laughs> Oh, let's let's get a little deeper here. Well, Let me ask I you. I just have about to say this. something though. Like, I, here's the thing. So, like, I haven't eaten a piece of candy since December. Okay, like, oh, yeah. like I, you don't know this. I weighed 305 pounds in July, and, Holy and so like, so like I was a big dude, right? And so I've been doing the keto thing, and I've lost a bunch of weight. But when you all start talking about M and M's, it's like talking about bourbon around an alcoholic you know it's like oh yeah i'm like sitting here right now just i can't get my mind off of candy right now you know what i'm saying so it's like y'all are messing with my my sobriety right now so just just be careful okay you know i'm so sorry that's okay i'm just kidding with you we go ahead great. jeremiah you had something important I, I always bring up stupid crap and jeremiah always talks about the important stuff so jeremiah talk about the important stuff okay let's let's get a little deeper than food here julia oh, no, all right poop. so you did the Appalachian Trail, and I'm yes. curious if that. So I didn't, I didn't know you before you started making videos and all this. I mean, we're just getting to know each other now, but I've watched your videos, so I know a little bit. And before you did the AT, there are certain like societal beauty standards and expectations and norms, especially for females. It seems. Yeah. Do you think that anything? changed in your mind doing the AT when it comes to that kind of thing? Absolutely. I, it's weird because when I got off trail and I made my post trail, like Q and a video on YouTube, I got, cause I put makeup on. I was like, I'm off trail. Like I want to put makeup on just because I wanted to. And I got like mm. hundreds of comments. Like, I can't believe you put makeup on. Like you look terrible. Like you look so much better, like natural. And all while like, we're told, like you must uphold this standard when in reality most people that got to know me like thought it was way too much um but yeah i i i don't mind going anywhere and you know without deodorant on without having my hair brushed for a week when you're hiker trash you walk into grocery stores and you look and smell like you've just crawled out from the swamp so for me like beauty standards are whatever like if i want to put makeup on and want to look cute go ahead if not i'm just gonna rock hiker trash all day <laughs> that's wrong awesome that. nothing wrong with that okay Devin's defending himself now m&ms just taste like covid right now weird effects months later everything tastes like onions Ew. Oh, you poor thing Come on. <laughs> Devin. that sounds awful that is horrible that sounds awful john does john you had covid did everything taste like onions after no <laughs> i don't think i <laughs> ate a whole lot for that week man i barely got off the couch <laughs> look look at this no poop talk Jeff tonight Peters. well Sorry, Jeff, Uh-oh. but here's the deal. Here's the deal. It has to happen. It must. Because, <laughs> because you're a through hiker. 
and you had to poop yeah. on the trail. And everybody poops, just like the book says. Everybody poops. And so we're going to ask you the question we ask a lot of people. If it was All possible right. to have a small hammock that you could hang between two trees with a hole in, in the middle of it, would you use that to poop? Yes, absolutely. Because it's a real item. But I don't have – this might be too much, but when I, you're hiking, it's really good for your GI tract. So it's really good with that mobility and motility of your of your bowel. So like makes you very regular. So if you have the time to like set it up and absolutely, but we don't all have that luxury where we have five <laughs> minutes to set up our hammock toilet. But if you I know, could have one, right absolutely. Yeah, use it in the mornings for the morning. You know, like when you get up yeah. and you're doing your business, you know, go set it over a cliffside and you can just kind of stare off at the sunrise and everything as you're doing your business. Check your gut hook. Yeah, check your gut hooks or your map. Yeah. And uh, look at what your day has in store and enjoy the morning. It's, it's great. Jeremiah and, I both, Jeremiah and I both actually own one of these things. I've never actually used it. <laughs> no. Jeremiah, have you used it? I'll take it on every trip. Have you used it, though? Yeah, of course I've used it. Was it? Yeah, it's okay. Have so guys, we won't do TMI here. Have you guys heard of the, the backcountry bidet? It's like yes. a nozzle that goes on your smart water that you, you know, you know what a bidet is. Yes. So. Yeah. I used but one I, I earlier the guy, today. Yeah. I, I had a guy that used that and we would just give him such grief about it. <laughs> I don't know why. It seems like a good idea, I guess. Yeah, but it's way more oh fun to pick gosh. on people. Yeah. Of okay. Course. Let's, let's, yeah. let's talk about the poop hammock and the bidet. Okay. So. I have a poop hammock that I poop through and obviously you don't want to get any poop on the hammock. That's everybody's like number one gripe. What if you get poop on it? You're supposed to just burn it in the fire. I think well, you can wash it, but how do you- also, what are these people doing and why is there poop flinging everywhere? Like it's be <laughs> pretty saying. easy want- to just gravity through the hole. I'm with you. And- it goes sideways. I'm just saying. No, <laughs> what are these people no, like, doing? Or where is there? They're, never mind. I'm not even going to say. I was. Anyways, <laughs> uh, we got. Oh wait, that's the wrong one. It just moved on me here. Uh, Outland Outdoors says he used that hammock toilet in the LBL. So you got. Yeah. You got. So he must have watched you use it, Jeremiah. He didn't watch <laughs> me use it. <laughs> I set it up. I was like, guys, you got to check this out. So I went on this LBL trip with several other people that also do YouTube videos, and I was like, you guys got to check this out. You know, this is one of my buddies sent this to me that makes them. And it's basically like a hammock seat. You know, they make the not, it's not a full hammock. It's just Mm -hmm. like the hammock seats. And then it's just got a hole that's in the middle. That's like the size of a toilet hole. You just poop through it. Now you take the bidet, like you said, it's just like a little rubber nozzle. And Mm -hmm. actually one of our um, subscribers, Tom Sipranowski, sent it to me. Brand new. Yep. Uh, I think. Well, and Miyagi on the trail says you forced him to use his for the first time, and it was amazing. So, Jeremiah's changing lives. Now, see, what happened was I was on a trip with Miyagi in the Smokies, and he put rocks in my pack, and I I carried them for multiple days. Oh, no. That's not not right. That's torture. That's not. So, I I took his toilet paper (laughs) and his wipes. Oh, my goodness. Now that's also torture. <laughs> oh man! And I forgot, I forgot to give them back. Like I took them the day before, and then we all went to bed, and I had them with my stuff that night. I'm pretty sure. And then he woke up the next morning to do his morning constitutional, and 
No toilet paper. So he used his his bidet, and it's basically a little rubber hose that sticks in the bottle, and that's it. You just spray. You just spray, and it cleans you up, and Hunter's trip. So I got another buddy named Hunter, and he takes his bidet, and he does a whole cleaning session with his. It's all the, you know, the salt crystals and stuff that build up on your legs, and you could get chafed. Oh, he washes all that off with the bidet. I just love how Jeremiah does the sound effect for it. Just so we all know what it sounds like when you do. So that's what it sounds like. Julie, did you all, whenever you were through hiking, did you all ever rate your poops? Oh my God. No, but now I'm going to start. <laughs> oh, you didn't know about this. Never rate. No. Like, are we taking a look like, at each other's, or are we just rating our own? I'm confused. Is this a community kind of a... Guys, come here, look at this. Guys, no. what's this one? You get, like, it's like a star system. Okay. I don't know the official rules. Yeah, I guess you can make up your own. But you could do, like, one star if it was, uh, if you didn't, if, if you had, like, a view. One mm-hmm. star if you saw, another star if you saw wildlife. Another star oh. if you had toilet paper. Another star okay. if it was like um, the the privies that maybe it's just on a platform and you can see just a grand lake in the distance. And then so five you're talking stars about the experience. Is, yeah. Yep. I would say okay. my favorite that would get all the stars is you don't have to dig a hole, you flip a rock. Those to me, those are the best moments. Yeah. No cat hole required. That's great. What's the... Uh, What's the Devin's craziest? telling us to just wait for wag bags when we come out to Utah. Oh, Devin, <laughs> do we really have to use wag bags? Did you have I to mean, use those, real? Julia, in Arizona? Did you have to use What's, wag bags? Oh, uh, I I'm, no. <laughs> I, we didn't see anything or read anything where it said we had to. Um, and we were only in, like, the desert desert for a couple hundred miles, but we did not, thank God. Yeah. I, oh. we're, I'm planning on going out to Utah this fall. And yeah, that's the only thing I'm not looking forward to are wag bags because it's windy. The and ones it's you get sand. To... Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, it's, and it's windy and it's, we're, it looks like we may be doing the desert. So mm-hmm. wind and sand and wag bags. I don't know. Something about all that together just seems really unsavory and not very happy. So we'll figure out how to make it work. I guess. <laughs> Julie, would you use one if you had to? A wag bag? Yeah. Sure. I mean, I'm all for whatever recommendations and what what the, I don't know, the recommended things to do by other hikers and stuff. So, I guess. Now, question for you. And we're going to get off the poop for a little bit. Okay. There's other questions to ask. <laughs> but, um, Thank just you. Question, <laughs> are you former military? I am, yeah. Now, which branch were you, were you in? Um, I was in the Air Force at Airplane and I did that for five and a half years. Very well. Thank you for your service. Really appreciate that. What What made you go military coming out of high school? College was expensive, and I needed to get just away. And I went to a college like an hour away from home, and it was just party culture. And I thought, if I stay here, I'm probably going to either drop out or get into some trouble. So for me, it was just let's see where the world will take me. And it took me to the Pacific Northwest and to Southern California both of which were two absolutely beautiful places to live for those years. So, yeah. That's very cool. That's very cool. Now, you get out of the military, and you started working in nursing. Is this correct? 
so right out of the military, I, in my first year out, I had like six jobs because, you know, you're finally after five years of from when you're 18 to 24, you finally can say like, what do I want to do with my life? And I was finishing up my bachelor's degree in human resources. So I was just doing any job that seemed cool for that year. Did human resources for like six months and realized I never want to sit behind a desk. And then I was working for a, I was surveying power lines for a like survey company. So I was just riding around a four wheeler out in the middle of the forest, like spray painting trees and marking stuff on my little computer. And um, I love that, but in the winter it sucked. So my friend just said, I'm going to nursing school. And I said, okay, I'll do. And uh, yeah, a year later I was a nurse. Very cool. Now, how long did you do that before it was kind of like, okay, it's AT time? Uh, two years. And then that's when I went on the Appalachian Trail. So it's been like a total of four years of nursing. But yeah, like a year and a half into it, I was just like, this is a lot. I don't know how nurses do it every day for 40 years. It's it's daunting and very exhausting. So for me, it was like, I got to go. got to get out of here. Uh, you were shaking your head earlier. Yes. Whenever uh, somebody was talking about going for the crown, what's that about? So the triple crown of hiking. So there's three long trails in the United States, Appalachian Trail, the Pacific Crest Trail, and then the Continental Divide Trail. And if you hike all three of those, they're considered a triple crown. And it gives you like extra credibility, I guess. <laughs> and you plan on doing one of those in the next few years? So yeah, I'm planning on doing the Continental Divide Trail later this year, going southbound later this summer. Just depends. I have some other personal things going on with a, a pet that's thick right now. So can't really leave him, you know, not at 100%. So until I have that sorted out, everything's kind of on hold. But the goal is to start the CDT southbound in July. Wow. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And I'm just curious, um, you know, you said that you were doing nursing, you did the AT, and all that stuff cost money. What what kind of strategies do you implement whenever you're like, oh, I know I want to do the AZT or the AT or whatever? What what kind of strategies do you implement to start saving and creating a budget for that kind of thing? Well, I'm very lucky. I have no debt on my car payment and the smallest student loan, so I'm very lucky. And nurses, there's always overtime, so I find myself in the winter months just working a lot, and which is why. It, you know, wears me out so much and why I need to leave and go do these trips because I'm working so much. Uh, but it's, I don't have kids and I don't have any financial responsibilities. So for me, it's just work my tail off, try to save up, you know, whatever I can, pennies and nickels here. And eventually it, it ends up adding up to be enough to survive for a year. So. That's cool. You know, you got a lot of people here that watch your videos. I know you did the entire AZT and, uh, Someone's coming on here. Second half of your AZT looked amazing. First half looked like way too much cactus. Was it as bad as it looked or did it have its own different beauty? See, I think that the southern portion of the AZT was my favorite. It was all cactus, which I didn't even know. There's like thousands and thousands of different types of cactuses and different cousins of different cactuses. So for me, it was absolutely stunning to just be walking through like orange desert with cactuses everywhere. So for me, that was my favorite part of the trail. And then once we got into the higher elevation, more northern stuff, in the more pine trees is when we hit the snow. And that for me was just absolute misery. I hate hiking in the snow. I'm not like a, a winter-friendly person. If I could live in Hawaii, I would. Um, you sound like a true Northeasterner. You, you grew up in snow your whole life, and it's like, I've had enough. 
I can. Why do we not stay here? <laughs> <laughs> I grew up in upstate New York. I totally get it. Digging yeah. out mom's car every day from snow drifts was never fun. And yeah, when people talk about snow, I can't wait for the snow. And I'm thinking, I, I'm good. I'm really good. When it gets stuck down in your sock, it's just like, you know, I'm going home. You just turn around and go home. <laughs> now, on your AZT trip, I saw in one video that y'all made it to where you wanted to camp for the night. But somebody pretty much was just like, no. Yeah, I saw Can that you tell too. us what happened? This was um, not my best moment, but I'm I'm very transparent about everything. But um, so we did a 27-mile day, and we were getting to camp. And there was a, an older gentleman there who had his stuff set up. Like There was like maybe a few tent spots, and it was kind of in a rocky area like on top of the mountain. So there wasn't a lot of options. So we show up, and we're looking for spots to put our tent. And I find a spot that's near this gentleman, probably about 10, 10 15 feet away from where his tent is. And he said, oh, you can't tent there. I'm like, oh, it's a cowboy camp. So like, I'm just going to set my stuff up. It won't be a big deal. And he said like, no, you can't camp there. I'm like, what do you mean I can't? He's like, well, I hiked a long way to get to camp here by myself tonight. And I said, well, I just hiked 400 miles to get to this spot. So same, I feel you, bro. And he just ended up just like getting very like defensive over this being his spot, even though it was totally public land. It was a marked spot on gut hook. And he just rubbed me the wrong way. And I said, okay, have it your way. Like, I don't want to camp by some rude, you know, angry dude anyway. So we ended up hiking down about another 10th of a mile and found a really cool spot to camp. But yeah, you can't tell people that. You can't say no. <laughs> well, yeah. and, but I remember the spot you found, the view was unreal. Yeah. So it I, was only like another two minute walk and it was an absolutely stunt. We watched them um, coming to America too and ate milk duds and <laughs> watched the sunset. That was actually a really funny movie too. I just want to point that out. Yeah. Um, so uh, Justin Outdoors, our good friend from uh, Canada, got on here. I guess Canada is not on Julia's bucket list for hikes with your disdain for uh, snow. I'd love to come to Banff in like July. <laughs> <laughs> in July? Yeah. There you no go. Snow, man. There you go. I was going to tell you about um, Tim Watson. You can check out his video on it. But he was hiking at the gorge in a similar situation. And yeah. the person packed up and left. And then in the middle of the night, come back and egg their vehicles. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Wow. But that's a really, it's a really like touristy, uh, like busy area. So you mm -hmm. can just drive in and car camp. But I'm just amazed that people would just be like, no, this is my, this is my spot. And yeah. you're not going to have it. But I'm, I'm glad it worked out for you all. And yeah, yeah, you did. got to watch a movie on trail. Yeah, yeah, I think if you're you know, paying for a spot, if you're paying for like a, a hike, a camp spot, mm -hmm. then that would make sense. But if you're not paying for it, yeah, sorry. And the thing is, with leave no trace principles, we're always trying to have minimal impact. So we want to we want to camp in those, you know, marked areas that say here's a campsite. Uh, and I understand where he was coming from. He probably just wanted to. I don't know what he wanted to do alone up there on the mountain. That's not for me to uh, entertain that idea. But I totally get it, and uh, it worked out. So no harm no foul. Yeah. Yeah, I thought John, were you going to ask something? No, I got everything I want out of the way, man. I'm, I don't, I'm, <laughs> I have a three and a four year old Julia, and I sleep about two hours a night. So, I, I would, I would dare say, if you've ever watched the show The Walking Dead, I would qualify as one of those zombies. Uh, Ninety percent oh, of the time, <laughs> I, I'll survive. I'll survive. I'm the oldest father of a three and a four year old I know, which you know that there's that too. I, I'm 47, just. 
throwing that no out way. there. So, okay. Yeah, pushing you 50 if you can't believe that. Well, thank you. Thank you. It's I, I put on a lot of makeup before the show and I color my beard. So <laughs> oh, good. it's amazing. It's amazing what those two things do for that. So do you really color your beard? No, I don't color my beard, but the mic's <laughs> covering up all my gray. So, you know, the mic's in a perfect spot. You, you can't see my little patch that's growing down here. <laughs> Julia, whenever you're whenever you're not doing the long distance backpacking trips, how often do you go out for uh, like a weekend hike or something through the week or something like that? Oh, man, I, it's going to sound lame, but I am, I love like day hiking and stuff. And I like going on like overnighting trips. Um, last year I did four trips just because with COVID it was like, you know, at first we didn't really know if we could go out. And then I did like a couple trips at the end of summer. Um, but generally it's only a few a year just because I'm usually in the season of hiking. I'm usually doing a long trail and I like, I'm not a winter hiker. So I'm not going to do an, a weekend trip in the winter in December. So generally I do a few like late summer, um, early spring. I'm actually going next weekend with my twin brother. We're going to go on like a 40 mile loop. So you have a twin a couple times a year. Yeah. I have a twin brother. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Mm -hmm. What was that like growing up? Um, you, you kind of shared everything. You never had like anything yourself. So, but we love it now. It's, it's a cool, uh, bonding, uh, relationship. Now, are you like the twins that can kind of read each other's minds and, you have like a weird connection that people can't explain or any of that kind of stuff. Cause I've got friends who are twins and it's kind of creepy. Some of the stuff they'll tell me. Yeah. It's only happened a few times where we both just out of the blue would like say the same thing at the same time. And then one time I knew something like he, he, I knew something had gone wrong. And the next morning everyone convinced me I was just being an idiot. And the next morning found out that another had actually gotten hurt. And oh, wow. like I had sensed his despair. Like, Something about yeah. twins, man. Something about twins. That's just the way it Creepy. is. Creepy. You can't trust us. No, can't trust you at all. <laughs> I, I saw something in the comments earlier, and they were asking. I noticed this in your video, too. You all, this happens with trail families. You know, they may start as one and two people, and then they get up to who knows how big, and then they start dropping off. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious, like was asked earlier in the comments, um, what, what was the deal with so many people like coming and going or dropping out. And then how heartbreaking is that when you get to, you get to share such memories with somebody and then the next day they're just gone. Yeah. So I think because we started so early in the season that we were really hitting a lot of snow and post holing for 20 miles a day and then hitting ankle deep mud for the rest of the miles. It's just miserable. So I think because we started early on that we really struggled. People just were not experiencing the trail. They weren't happy with it. It was miserable. It was painful. We were, we felt like we were spending 15 hours a day hiking and only going a fraction of the miles. Um, so I think that was responsible for why most people quit. And towards the end, the, the two guys that I hiked with, we were like, are we the bad luck trunk? Cause everyone that meets us literally quits like right after they meet us. <laughs> so we felt really proud that we actually like, finished the trail, but and it sucks because you'll say like, okay, guys, like, let's go. We're going to leave at like 10 AM. We're going to go, you know, hitch back to trail. And someone says, oh, you know, I think I'm actually going to go home and then they just leave and you know and you just have to move uh, on without him yeah we so as here's a great question somebody just put on here because you're a nurse do you get people coming to you with weird ailments and oversharing stuff on the trail when they find out about you being a nurse surprisingly no but i do get a i do get a lot of questions of like hey i'm in pain how much can i take of this vacation so at least I'm glad to give them my pharmacology, um, you know, nursing opinion. 
So it's usually like, hey, you can take more than that. It'll really help. You know, a lot of people are very conservative of like, I don't want to take too much ibuprofen. Like, take all, take 800 three times a day and feel no pain. So it's usually just like medication questions of like, am I going to hurt myself if I take this much Tylenol? But it's, I'm happy to help. Wow. How much ibuprofen can you take? So my recommendation, um, and this is actually because in recent trials, doctors are finding that if you take Tylenol and ibuprofen together, it has the same pain relief as narcotic pain medication. This isn't, I don't have like articles and backup for it, but I've heard doctors speaking about this. And they, if you take a gram of Tylenol and 800 of ibuprofen together every eight hours, it's supposed to have the same effect as narcotic pain control. Wow. So tell your friends. I don't know. It I'm feels not like a tell lot. My friends that. I don't, it feels like a lot of medication because it is. But when you're in that much pain, it significantly lowers discomfort when it comes to like when you have runner's knee or shin splints or you know ankle pain stuff like that. Wow, I was, I think I was taking 800 twice a day, like when I got up and before I went to bed. I was dealing with an injury and it hurts, but I always thought that it could be dangerous taking too much ibuprofen. Like I thought prescription level was like 800, but I don't know. Yeah. I'm not a, obviously you have more medicine knowledge than I do. Yeah. So 800 is the max that you can take at one time. Anything over that is you're risking liver and kidney damage. Um, but yeah, you can take 800 every eight hours. So that would technically be three times a day. Um, but also like you don't want to do that every day for a hundred days. Right. Right. Well, somebody else is asking, since you're, you are a nurse, what did your trail first aid kit look like? Oh boy. Uh, I don't have one. <laughs> I'm the worst. I'm the worst no. nurse on trail. I, I literally have maybe two band-aids in with my, my extra Sawyer, uh, washer. And that's about it. That's easy. Yeah. That's fingernail easy. clippers too. Yep. Fingernail clippers. You never know. There you go. So if you, if you have a blister or something, you just tough it out. Uh, it depends. I guess if I can't walk, I have like a, a little pocket knife and I'll just stab it. And then I usually, if I have band-aids, I wrap it. So I'll stab it, drain it, let it dry for like 20 minutes. And then I'll wrap it really tight with a band-aid. So that way it can't like swell again. It can't fill with fluid. And that works 90% of the time where I'm actually able to like get to the next town. And I just keep putting band-aids on it until I can't feel my feet anymore. <sighs> wow. Did you deal with any like serious or semi-serious injuries where you're like i don't know about this i might have to actually come off for a few days or permanently didn't you have the allergic reaction with your face where like right yeah i i'm pretty sure my my trail name should have been puffy face because i (laughs) early on in the trail i started having allergy to my gown or something that was treated in my puffy or my sleeping bag and my face got so swollen that my eyes were just like little pillows i could barely see out of them and it did it for the first like two weeks. And then I just stopped sleeping with my head inside my sleeping bag. And when I start, like even on the AZT, when I started the trail, the first few days, my face started getting a little swollen. So I don't know what the actual reaction is or if it's just like a change in diet or what. But I always get this just like little swollen. And it's not little. I mean, my face was perfectly round. And I, I saw the memes. Actually. I yeah. saw the memes that your friends were posting. It was it was pretty like funny. Had, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, no nose bridge. Everything was just swollen. Like my whole eyes were just like one big swollen mess. But the only injury I had was my left knee on the Appalachian Trail for like 1,500 miles was miserable. So I took a lot of ibuprofen. 
never had it diagnosed, but I do think it was some type of like ligament under my kneecap that was stressed. But on the ACT, I my body felt great, no knee pain. Um, I bought the wrong shoes and I ended up getting really bad pinky toe blisters mm. towards the end of the AZT. And that was, mis- I'm actually, they're still healing um, a week and a half later, but um, yeah, you got to get the right shoes because one wrong pair of shoes can literally derail your entire through height. hundred percent, hundred percent. So what kind of shoes do you wear? Mm-hmm. I don't like, I don't, I'm still trying to find the right shoe. Um, I wore ultra lone peaks and Timps four years and they're for right now they're what I've they're the best for my foot because I have a wide like a wide toe like wide foot um and they just have the widest foot box um or toe box so for me I I wish they lasted a little longer I feel like the quality is just not exactly where I want it but I bought the Hoka Challengers and I didn't buy them wide because I thought it would be okay and that's where all the trouble started happening for my toes so I have a pair of Solomons too I'm I got everything I just I want to find something that's like the perfect shoe. I think everyone does, but I'm still looking for that perfect shoe. Yeah, I think we all are. I think that's pretty much yeah. a guarantee for everybody. I want it to feel like a pillow, lots of space, support, but lightweight. You know, how, is that too much to ask? The right tread. You gotta have the right tread. <laughs> yeah. 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 All of it. All no, of it. Why isn't somebody just hard. doing that? Why isn't somebody you just doing what? that? I'm going to just do it. I don't know how. I don't know anything about shoes <laughs> or podiatry. We, I'm just trying to figure out why it's taking you so long to figure this out and get it done. So come on, Julia. Get with we'll it. just call it like rocket shoes. Like it's perfect. Rocket, rocket oh, power. Like it's already, we it. already have it. We already have a brand. Perfect. And you can even do oh the special gosh. snot rocket edition that could be green. And it'd be Ooh, awesome. Okay. <laughs> right? We love that. Absolutely. We got it. We got yeah. it. That'd be killer. That would be killer. <laughs> Like just green, like snot on the bottom. It like looks like a big. You can be like a gel, like sole on it. That's like clear. Ooh, sign oh me gosh. up. A booger shaped shoe. Man, I better be listening right now. We got your new shoes figured out. Just Call me. <laughs> just remember, what we can't put this together. Don't be taking all the money for it, Julia. I'll, I'll like, give you twenty percent of all of my profits. I'm totally down. I'll take wow. twenty. I'll take twenty. That works for me. What? What if the perfect shoe for you is a sandal? <laughs> Could it be? I don't know about that. I'm clumsy and I, I kick rocks a lot, and I don't feel like breaking my toes. Um, I don't know. People that hike in sandals, they terrify me. You have a deadlift. No, I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with you. I think that they are just asking to lose toes, but it could be the right fit for you. Well, I do have a pair of Tiva sandals that I've been walking around the yard in, so maybe I'll take them on a little. A little day hike and see how they do. Ooh, we got a name for the shoes. Snockets. Oh, you're hired. <laughs> there it is. Head of marketing. Head of marketing. Here you go, Jeremy. Good call, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny. There's, it's crazy that in backpacking you have all this gear, and what you could consider the perfect piece of gear is literally the worst piece of gear for somebody else. Yep, like the shoes. Or like your well, that's until snockets sleep- come out. Once snockets come out, there will be no better shoe. <laughs> Gonna change the game. It is. It's a game changer. Hundred <laughs> percent. The your do you use a sleeping bag or a top quilt? So technically, it's a quilt, but it's a sleeping bag. So it's from Enlightened Equipment. It's like a full zip bag. I don't have. I don't do the straps and all that. It doesn't. I don't have the open back. I like to be fully zipped. Um, but I don't have like the mummy hood, which they make me look really. I look I'm very jealous of people that have mummy bags when it's cold 
because I just want to be like in a cocoon too of just down. But I just have a regular sleeping bag, um, technically a quilt, but I don't, I don't consider it a quilt. Now, have you ever, have you ever used a hammock? No, but you were talking about the one that has that you can put your pad in, and I've seen those before, and I don't know how, but I don't know anything about hammocks, but that looks pretty cozy. I was going to say, one of the things I love, I'm a hammock camper. I became a hammock mm-hmm. camper about a year and a half ago, maybe almost two years at this point. And I love the wintertime in a hammock. I stay way warmer in that than I ever did in a tent because I yeah. just, you just like basically everything just wraps around you. And like you were talking about not having the hood. And I think when the hammock is, I just throw it over the top of my head and I am, yeah. it's awesome. It's awesome. Maybe, I I'll, love try, maybe I'll try some hammock because it does look looks pretty cozy. I don't know. You're not like on the wet ground when it's raining or snowing. You're like above it. So I would try and it. You can always, and you can always set your tarp up in advance and then set your hammock up underneath it dry while everybody in their tent's getting soaked the whole time. So what are us tent, what are us tent hikers doing? We're, we're I'm just trying to help you out. Yeah, that's, this is what I'm here for. I'm, I'm here <laughs> for education and help. So, you know, <laughs> you know, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Julie. We're both big. We're both big Instagram stars. You got 20,000 followers. and I think I have 1100. So there's a lot alike between the two of us. And <laughs> so I just want to pass on my knowledge to you so that you can take that and do great things on the trail. Just spread positivity about hammocking and just share your truth, man. Share your truth. Exactly. Exactly. You get it. You get me. This is great. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, we must be related. We must be like distant relatives or something. Cause I think we, we must. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Y'all need, Y'all need to be careful subscribing to these labels of hammock camper and tent camper. <laughs> you have to have the right tool for the job. Now, how effective would uh, the hammock be out in those desert conditions where your choices are cowboy camping and tent camping? Yeah, there's really not a lot of places to hang it, a hammock in the desert. So, But I met people that said you can hammock any of the long trails I mean, I don't know how they do it. You have to be very selective. And for me, when it's bedtime, I just want to be able to lay down. I'm with that you. Makes sense. That makes There's sense. I, I'm time for each of them, where they're all they're the better choice. So, I have, admittedly, I have never cowboy camped. I have. Is either. it pretty life changing? The first time I did it, I was of the terrified that some creature was going to like pounce on me. And then you think, like, when you're in your tent or in your hammock. It's kind of just a false sense of security because if that animal wants you, it's going to tear through that little tiny piece of fabric that is protecting you. Um, and most animals are not afraid to like cut through or rip through or bite through like fabric. Um, but it was actually became my favorite way to, to camp because stars are beautiful and it's so much easier in the morning. And when you get to camp, it's just like open up your sleeping bag, lay down, get up. Um, I love it. I'll definitely do it again on like when you know when the conditions are right on other trails, but scary to begin with, but then it just becomes second nature. Oh yeah. Well, and and if you're like me, you have an you have an automatic defense against animals in, in the backcountry. They are terrified to come near me because of my snoring. So I don't um, ever have to worry about animals because they think I'm a bear. So they just kind of stay away at all times. Like what is this yeah. happening over here? Just stay away. Yeah, I mean, it's, I, I mean, basically, because I do hammock camp, I'm like a giant burrito just waiting to be eaten anyways, you know, just hanging there <laughs> between two trees. But that snoring just keeps them all away. It also keeps Jeremiah away. When we go camping, mm-hmm. he usually puts, he does not set up anywhere near me, ever. Smart man. I, no. He just doesn't love me. It's really, it hurts my heart when, when we go camping together. Yeah, it's really depressing. That's, 
That's the best thing about the hammock. You can pick anywhere as yeah. long as there's trees. It's true. Mm-hmm. Now, I I have one other question. In in a lot, so, so I get some grief. You know, I make these YouTube videos, and w- one of the things that I always take with me are headphones. And I, there's always a number of people that say, you're such an idiot taking headphones out there. I'm going out to get away from technology, and you're bringing it with you. What's wrong with you? This is the backcountry. You know, they're typing all this on their keyboard. I see you a lot in your videos with headphones in. Mm -hmm. And do you normally hike pretty solo and listen to podcasts or music or motivational speaking or what? Like, what is your go-to, like, playlist or listening listening to things i just recently got into audible so on the appalachian trail it was all podcasts and music and then i got auto an audible subscription and i listened to like seven books on the arizona trail so i'm doing the audiobooks and when someone like wants to tell me that their opinion of what i should be doing i'm just like what do we say it's like bless your heart like hike your own hike like you do you, honey. I'm going to do me. Thank you. But thank you for your that, concern. That's, that's oh, that's precious. Thanks for your opinion. That's great. Yeah, like in the South, they say, like, bless your heart. In the hiker oh, world, we're like, hike your own hike. Oh, okay. You know. <laughs> when in reality, it's like, hey, bro. That, that way. Yeah. I never thought of that that way. We yeah. See, down here in Kentucky, bless your heart means, oh, you poor little fool. You know I mean? That's basically what like, you're saying when you say bless your heart. Yeah. And it's like now I'm realizing if if somebody's on the trail and I want to say bless your heart, I can just look at them and go, oh, Hike your own hike. Hike your own hike, man. And, th- and it could be you could be a, it could be a passive aggressive. It could be condescending, or it could be fully supportive. And that's their that's their decision how they take it. That is that is true. I think that's a fantastic. <laughs> now you're sharing knowledge with us that is is priceless. <laughs> you know that's fantastic. Yeah. And I, it's an hour. We've been talking now for an hour, and. Julia, we need people to know how they can find you online. Now, probably if they're here, several of them already know this, but there's several on here who may not. So mm-hmm. could you share with us how people can find you online? Well, you have to send a carrier pigeon to these coordinates. No. Um, That's fantastic. So I, I just do the YouTube and you can just search Julia Sheehan. And then I have an Instagram if that's your thing. It's also just Julia Sheehan. Um, really uh, creative, actually. Uh, I come up with it. So it took years of figuring out how I was going to sell my brand, but yeah. And that's pretty much it. I just do videos on YouTube when I'm on trail, very frequently off trail, whenever something sparks my interest and Instagram, you know, whenever I feel like sharing what's going on with me. Very cool. Is the best way that people can support you is to just follow you on those social media platforms. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I just want to share, uh, my uh, funky adventures with people and have just connect with people. So for me, that's, that's all that I do it for is just to have be part of the community and share my stories. And so I can look back and laugh at them. And so everyone else can laugh at you. That's great. Oh, well, good. I've had a lot of laughs tonight. Well, I was going to say <laughs> too, too. I, I've noticed that like um, for somebody who just a few years ago really wasn't doing a lot of this, you are really connected in the mm-hmm. backpacking world. Um, that has to make it even more fun for you. It does, but it makes me feel like everyone should have the opportunity to just be fully, like, people say, like, how did you get there? And Pure luck. The right channel shared the right thing, and people connected with it. Um, For me, I just wish everyone could have that same. Like, I feel so supported and loved in everything I do, and I just wish every backpacker maker felt that way. Because we're one big, happy, dysfunctional, opinionated family, and uh, that's what I love about it. You're 100% correct. 
100 percent <laughs> correct on that also if uh you are on trail and you're listening to podcasts you should check out the backpacking podcast i hear it's really good absolutely yeah you should check tell it your out friends. you know yeah, tell, share absolutely absolutely put it in the logbook at the shelters there ooh. Now that's actually a really good idea. We may have to like go for a road trip, Jeremiah. We'll go hit some logbooks up and put make some that stickers, happen. Yeah, put some stickers on the logbook. That's that's totally L and D. No one now will see, even. Julia, you've just been such such <laughs> just a a bright ray of hope for us tonight. You know <laughs> what? Really organic. Uh, Who needs organic? Exactly. <laughs> we have we have a marketing specialist. I know. I'll just <laughs> like secret little like ways to just. Connect. We call it connecting. Why did we Why wait this connecting? long to have Julia? Why did we wait this long to have you on here? Oh my gosh. Well, either way, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, if you don't mind, hang out in the green room for a little bit. We'll chat with you a little bit after we get done here. But uh thank you for being on the show. Jeremiah, you have anything else? It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. It was so it has nice. been an absolute blast. Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me, and it was such a fun time chatting with you guys. Oh yeah. We'll catch up with you in just a second. Man, dude, why do we never have bad guests? I don't know. I don't know. We're on a lucky streak here. I know, man. We haven't had a bad one yet. Last week was all <laughs> inspirational, and this week was just funny. Like, we talked about poop just a lot fun, this week. Like, there yeah. were people upset with us last week that poop never came up. And and so for all <laughs> the people who were upset with us, we brought it back for you. Well, I will tell you, if you want to hear more stupid, dumb, cringy, idiot me, John and I, guess who our guest is next week? It's us. <laughs> it's us. We're going to do a show that is just us. So um, if you want to enjoy, if you want to interact with us, ask us some questions. Usually it's it's all about the guest, but uh, I guess we're going to be a little selfish. I don't know. Yeah, well, and next week we want it to be more interactive, and we may – We'll talk about it, but we might even pull off a giveaway or something next week. We'll see. Uh, but we definitely want you guys to get on here next week and just ask any question within reason, and we'll answer them. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's definitely been an awesome, awesome time. This Wednesday on the audio podcast, I believe uh, David Morrow, is, does he drop this week or is that? Yeah. Uh, no. No. I think That was, was last week. week. This week we're actually dropping yeah. just us again. Yeah, there was no live stream. So yeah. if if you are watching this live stream right now and I'm talking to you live, then literally the day after tomorrow, our on the Backpacking Podcast YouTube channel and any audio platform, it'll just be us chilling, hanging out. We did uh, an April Fool's episode. Yes, we did. And also, if you're <laughs> watching right now on Jeremiah's channel or my channel, uh, our channels will not be hosting the podcast live streams starting in June. So if you want to watch those, you are going to have to tune into the Backpacking Podcast YouTube channel. So go ahead and get over there and subscribe and join the Backpacking Podcast tribe right now and be a part of what we're doing because this has been so much fun. This last year has been crazy. The The podcast has grown beyond anything we thought it was going to be. So yeah. uh, it, it's been a As lot of, of fun. today. We're like so so close to hitting a hundred thousand listens. Yeah, it's we're we're literally like just days getting away. right up in there. Wow, awesome! So thank you everybody for tuning in, and uh, guess uh, we'll see them next week. Yeah. Absolutely, man. So for myself and Jeremiah Jerome Stringer, the king of Kentucky backpacking, we'll catch you guys on the next one. <laughs> Adios, folks. <laughs> <laughs>